Thanks for listening to this podcast from Christ Church of Orinoco. Our hope is that it would help you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. Thanks, Drake. Didn't realize you are going to give me a drum major shout out. But yeah, I'm Wyatt. Um, as you just heard, I'm a senior at Web City High School and uh, really glad to be here tonight. Glad I can uh, get the chance to talk to you. Um, spoiler alert, I'm talking about the same story. So we're going to hear more about Zacchaeus uh, now that we are more familiar with it. And uh, thanks, Elijah, for doing a great job uh, telling us that story. What I want to do is uh, look at his life and see what we can learn about him and how he interacts with Jesus and then uh, see how we can apply that to our own lives. And so um, what I'd like to do is I'm going to read through Zacchaeus, or not Zacchaeus, 19, the story of Zacchaeus in Luke 19, chapters, uh, or excuse me, verses 1 through 6. And uh, as I read through this again, uh, I want you to think of three specific questions. Um, And those three questions are going to come up on the screen. The first one is, who was Zacchaeus? The second one is, what did Zacchaeus do to see Jesus? And the third one is, how does Jesus respond? So as I read through this text, um, I just want you to think over those questions. So let's go ahead and read. This is uh, Luke 19, 1 through 6. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man there by the name of Zacchaeus, he was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All right, so the first question was, who was Zacchaeus? And it says right there in verse 2, Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector. Uh, As we learn from Elijah and uh, what it says right there, he was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. Um, Like Elijah said, in this culture, tax collectors were kind of looked down upon. Um, Zacchaeus was a Jew, and so that means none of the Romans liked him. And he worked for the Romans, and so that means none of the Jews liked him. And so he was kind of stuck in this middle ground um, where nobody really likes him. And he he cheated people. um, He stole for himself, he was selfish, he was a sinner, um, and he was largely disliked by everybody in that town. And so um, the reason that's significant is because he should not have ever been interacting with Jesus in the eyes of uh, the Jews and the Pharisees. Um, and the fact that Jesus would go up to him at all and acknowledge him would be absurd because he was a sinner. And so that answers the first question, who was Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector wanted by no one and unworthy of Jesus' attention. On to the next question we're going to focus on. It says, what does Zacchaeus do to look for Jesus? Now, we're all familiar with this story. We know Zacchaeus climbed a tree. And like Elijah said, that's kind of weird. Um, most of us wouldn't blink an eye at that because we're so familiar with this story. But to climb a tree, um, that would be, that'd be almost embarrassing for him to do. And even though he was disliked by everybody in that community, and even though he was a a cheater and a sinner, he was still a a man of high status. He was still important in that community because the culture, they needed tax collectors. And so um, what he did was he climbed this tree, and what what he's saying when he climbs this tree is, you know, I want to see Jesus, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my own reputation, and I'm going to put it on the line. You know, he says, I want to see Jesus, and even if that affects my status in society, that's okay. And I think that's important for us to notice because like Zacchaeus, when we really want to see Jesus, 
we shouldn't care about our worldly reputation or status. I'm going to say that again. When we really want to see Jesus, we shouldn't care about our worldly reputation or status. We shouldn't care what others think of us. We shouldn't care, you know, how others perceive us. Others' opinions don't define us. It's Jesus' opinion that defines us. And so what did Zacchaeus do? He put his reputation and personal comfort aside and climbed a tree so that he could see Jesus. So now we know that Zacchaeus was a sinful, unworthy man, and he put his reputation out the window to see Jesus. And that leads us to the third question, how does Jesus respond? In verse 5, it says that Jesus approached Zacchaeus and called him by name. Jesus saw that Zacchaeus desired to see him, and he made himself known. So Jesus saw Zacchaeus' desire, and he responds to that by making himself known, which is our theme tonight, is look for Jesus, and he will make himself known to you, just like Zacchaeus. Not only did he make himself known, but like Elijah said, he went and stayed at his house. And now in this culture, that was something you did with like a close friend. And I'm pretty sure I heard Mark Christian say once that it was like for a long period of time. And if Mark said it, it's got to be true. So it wasn't just like, oh, he went over for dinner. Like, no, he stayed at his house for a long time. And he was like a guest at his house. And so that should give us hope. Because here's the thing. Zacchaeus isn't the only man who climbed a tree in Scripture. Jesus also climbed a tree. In fact, Jesus was nailed to a tree. And just like Zacchaeus, Jesus knew. He said, if I climb this tree, I'm going to be humiliated. And what people think about me is going to go out the window. And he knew he was going to lose everything, including his own life. And that's way more than Zacchaeus did. But that's what Jesus did. He said, I'm going to climb this tree, I'm going to be nailed, and I'm going to die. Because of that, our theme tonight is look for Jesus, and he will make himself known to you. We don't have to catch Jesus' attention anymore. You know? Jesus has made himself available, more available than he's ever been. All he's asking is that we pursue him, and that we look for him in our everyday lives. James 4, 8 says, the first part of it says, Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Jesus isn't hiding. He's not, he's not trying to get us to catch his attention. He wants us. He desires us. In Genesis, God created an Adam and Eve so that they could be in community with God. He created us to be with him, you know? And he's already waiting for us. And he's, through his death on the cross, he made his Holy Spirit available to us. And all he asks is that we look for him and that we pursue him. So now we know that Zacchaeus was a sinful man. He put his reputation on the line by climbing a tree. And because of that, Jesus made himself known to him. I want to ask you one more question tonight. What do we do now? Everything I've talked about tonight is good stuff to know. It's good that you know about Zacchaeus. It's good that you know that Jesus died. All of that is great stuff. But knowledge of the scriptures is absolutely useless if we don't do anything with it. I'm not saying that scripture is useless. But it it's, it's no point in knowing this information unless we let it affect the way we live. Learning that Jesus died and that he saved us is, is great. That's an amazing thing to know. But unless you do something with that knowledge, it's not going to change you. You can't just wait to wake up someday and say, oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, I know, you know, I know how to live like Christ. It's not something that just comes to you. You gotta put in effort and you have to look for Jesus in your everyday lives. So what I'd like to do now is ask you the same questions we asked of Zacchaeus. The first question we asked him was, who is Zacchaeus? So I'm going to ask you, who are you? And I'm going to answer it for you. You are sinners. 
Every one of us is a sinner. Every one of us is unworthy of Jesus' love. But the great thing is God answers that question for us too. And he says, you are loved. Even though we are sinners, even though we're unworthy and we're cheaters, we're liars, we're cussers, we do drugs, we have sex, we look at pornography, we do terrible things, but Jesus loves us anyway. And we see that because he died for us on the cross. Romans 5, 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Like Zacchaeus, we are sinners and we're not worthy. We're filthy people. But just like Zacchaeus, Jesus gives us his love and attention anyway. And if that doesn't make you incredibly gracious and happy, I don't know what will. The second question tonight is, what are you doing to look for Jesus in your life? As you're seeking to learn, or are you seeking to learn more about him by reading the Bible for yourself? Like I said, scripture of the, or excuse me, knowledge of the scriptures is a good thing, and that's a good place to start. And you need to start there, but you can't let it end there. You need to make an effort to talk to God, pray to God. You need to encounter him every day. For me, for a long time, I struggled with how do I encounter God? How do I read the Bible? And there's lots of ways you can you can get started with that, but I'm just going to give you some practical tips. If you guys have the Bible app on your phone, it means you're a real Christian. I'm just kidding. It doesn't mean that. But there's reading plans on there. I used to think those were kind of dumb. I don't know why, but I started doing that, and that's an amazing way to just have something that tells you, here, read this, meditate on this every day. You should get accountability. You should find a group of people, whether that's a D group or just some close friends, and text each other every day. Say, hey, what did you read in the Word today? Set an alarm every day after you, every day after school when you get home or something. Sometime when you can focus on God, set an alarm so that you know I'm going to have time every day to learn about God and to seek Him and to look for Him. Maybe some of you looking for Jesus is about asking somebody what that means. Maybe you're like, I don't, I don't even have a Bible. I don't know what it means to follow Jesus. Find an adult. Find somebody who knows. That's what we want to do is is help you see Jesus. And the last question is this. How does Jesus respond? Jesus has already responded through the cross. Like I said, you don't have to catch his attention. He's waiting for you. All you have to do is pursue him. Another way God makes himself available is through prayer. I don't know if you guys realize this, but prayer is probably one of the most powerful things we can do. The same God that created the universe and created every single one of us. He says that whenever we speak to him, he listens. I like to imagine him leaning forward on his throne in heaven just to hear us, us sinners, us worthless people. But he loves us anyway, and he wants to listen to us. And that's an amazing thing, and that's powerful. So don't think, take that for granted. Pray. If you don't know how to, how to read your Bible, pray to God. Say, God, help me know how to study my Bible. Literally, pray to God. Talk to him. Tonight's theme is look for Jesus and he will make himself known to you. God desires to be active in your life because he created you. He, he loves every one of you. No matter what you've done, he loves you and he died for you. And you're never too far gone. You've, you're never not going to have the love of Jesus. And that's an amazing thing. All you need to do is look for him and pursue him in the ways that we've talked about. And so tonight, I want to challenge you guys to go look for Jesus. 
in, in school, look for ways you can not only see Jesus, but act like Jesus. I go to school with a lot of you, and I'm going to be honest. Lots of you guys don't live like Jesus. There's times when I don't live like Jesus. Every one of us is, you know, a sinner. And so let's hold each other accountable. Let's, at school, say, hey, that's not what Jesus looks like. Let's not be different people in this church than we are in the schools of Webb City or Carl Junction or Joplin, Molly Storms. Pretty sure you're the only Joplin person that goes here. (laughs) But go out and look for ways to see Jesus and to be Jesus to others. And after tonight, don't just remember what you've learned, but let it affect the way you live, living out the scriptures. I'm going to pray tonight, and then we're going to sing some more songs. So if you guys would, bow your heads with me, and we're going to pray. Dear God, right now we come to you, and we thank you. We thank you so much that you love us, and that you give us the gift of your Holy Spirit that lives inside of us, and the gift of prayer, and the ability to be able to talk to you, God, is such a blessing. And so we thank you tonight for that. And I pray that tonight we will go out and we will look for ways to see you and you will work in all of our hearts, all of our minds, and in the schools, in our homes. We would be examples of you and that you would change our lives, God. We love you and it's your name and it's in your son's name, Jesus, we pray. Thanks again for checking out this podcast. We hope this teaching helped you to discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. For more resources or to learn about Christ Church in general, visit us online at cco.church.